0: Guys, it is totally okay if your college and career journey looks different from what your parents expect of you. Now, I don't mean to disregard their counsel, and I do mean you need to pray about it and such, but just consider this interview I did with the passive income nurse, Brianne Bell, and hear about how she took her traditional education to do something awesome and unique that is thriving. Come along and hang out with the passive income nurse, Brianne Bell, and know that it's okay if your college and career journey looks a bit different than what your parents expect of you. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do You procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans. Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do Hey guys! So I am back with another treat—a interview for you guys. An interview—I can do grammar, I promise. And um, we're here with Brienne Bell from the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. I'm super excited to talk with her because um, I know I'm talking with college students here on my show, um, but all of you guys are in different majors. Like I don't talk to just like one major, but I'd love to focus in on nursing. With Brienne because she has this awesome um, story of going from such a like more like fantastic career, but a, I guess you could say maybe traditional or it's not really nine to five. It might be overnight <laughs> nursing <laughs> career to using that in an entrepreneurial space. And I would say to hopefully encourage you guys that you might be wanting to go to college, but still not wanting the nine to five life. That you can still learn amazing stuff from your degree and then use it in a more unconventional way you know so also Brian's going through a debt-free journey I'd love her to mention at some point she's living in a tiny house right now to keep going through <laughs> this uh, debt-free journey and kind of hacking her mortgage here but that can be down the way so welcome Brianna and I just hello like welcome we've never talked with like just focused a nurse is that major on this podcast. How are you doing? And I didn't put this in the questions, but what's one sentence that you would want to just let people in college know when they're stressed that life is going to be just like their parents? I mean, their parents are probably great, you know, but like the work, like what's one sentence to just encourage them? And then we'll get into our questions here. Yeah. So
1: I think that, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me, Kira.
0: Hey, yeah.
1: Um, you know, hello to the mono, money and mental peace listeners. I'm so happy to be here and really speak to you guys today. So, if I could offer, I guess, one bit of advice for college students, I'm
0: throwing her for a loop here. Just everyone, yeah. I didn't tell her I was asking her this.
1: <laughs> Put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I it would really be to embrace your journey and know that your plans may not always turn out as you plan it. And that's okay. And your plans may not, you know, the. a lot of times as young adults, our parents really have these big plans for us. And so we really try to strive and to, um, you know, make them happy, so to speak. And so really know that it's okay that your journey may look a little bit different from what your parents expect of you or what you plan your life to be. Right. So I remember when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be married by the age of 25. I'm gonna have two kids and a house and a car and a career and all of these things. And then it's like, when those things didn't happen, it was like I was failing. And so really give yourself that freedom to just embrace the journey and just know that it's a part of the plan. So Mm -hmm. that's my advice.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I know I've put her on the spot, but we've been already like (laughs) She seems like she can handle the conversation, whatever. So I just threw it. Um, so, Brianne, as yes. we've been connecting with um, encouraging people, I would say students who they might not be saying they want to go be an entrepreneur, but they might be saying that or like they want time freedom, location freedom, um, Right. Financial freedom. Can you share your journey from being a nurse to becoming an entrepreneur? Like, what did it look like? What led you to that choice? And Mm -hmm. I think some of my listeners will relate to the um, unconventional option of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm so excited to be here, first off. Um, So, a bit about my journey. So, I've been a nurse for 15 years, you guys. Um, And that's really crazy to say because I don't feel that old. Um, And I really don't feel old at all. I share with Kara. We just um, did a podcast swap. I just interviewed her and I will be 40 this year, which I am totally here for you guys. Um, I'm excited. I, you know, I don't, I'm not dreading it at all, but um, just long story short. Anyways, I'll be 40 this year. I graduated nursing school in 2007. So some of you may be familiar with Um, The 2008 recession, um, which happened that following year. And so I was fortunate enough to have chosen a career that really I would always have a job. And I was very, very thankful because during the recession, so many people lost their jobs. So many people were in these financial straits during that time, um, during that recession, and I was just a new grad. Like I had just graduated, and I had a job. And unfortunately, a lot of people that may have been new grads during that era, um, they couldn't find jobs. But because I chose healthcare, um, that was not a problem for me, which I was Mm -hmm. super grateful for.
0: Sounds like with the COVID time too, like (laughs) a
1: lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent the majority of my career in the ER. So I ended up falling in love with it. Um, I unexpectedly fell in love with it. It was just kind of a place that I started out and didn't really plan to start there, but there was an opening at a local ER and I was like, okay, I'm up for the the adventure of it, and so I ended up falling in love with it. Um, I did do some travel nursing following that, which I ended up loving that too because I'm an adventure, you know, adventurous person by heart, and I just love to, um, you know, just I, I mean, I think with the ER, a lot of what I loved about it was just like you never know what you're going to get, and so it was like always an adventure. Sounds
0: exciting, and so <laughs>
1: yeah, and so for me, I loved it. Um, did some travel nursing in the ER and I love that experience as well. And then I met my husband in 2009 and we actually met on Facebook. I know a lot of the young listeners are like, uh, oh, that's like old people now. So yes, <laughs> I met my husband on Facebook. Hey, Facebook has a face- dating,
0: uh, dating option now. Back then now. it did
1: not. So this is, you got to think now they do yeah. have a dating thing now, but this was back in 2009. Um, I basically married my Facebook stalker. Okay. So, (laughs) um, we fast tracked it. Um, we got married in 2010, had our first baby in 2011. Mm -hmm. So all this time I was still working in the ER and it was manageable until I had my second son. Mm -hmm. And so I had my second son in 2013 and then it got crazy. And so the chaos at work the chaos at home with having two little ones. Um, it was just too much. Like it was just, it was too much crazy. Mm -hmm. And so I can remember crying in the hospital parking lot the day that I had to return from maternity leave. And I just dropped my six week old baby off at daycare. And I knew in that moment that I had to figure something else out. Um, I knew that I loved being a nurse, but something I had to figure something else out. Like I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't stand the fact that my newborn baby was at a daycare with snotty nose kids. And just, it was just upsetting. And I knew I had to change something. So from there, I started actually working in doctor's offices for the quote-unquote good hours. Um, I worked in home health care. Just for the flexibility of that schedule, I could kind of make my own schedule and just um, Mm -hmm. work around my kids. Granted, they were still going to daycare, but it was a little bit more flexible, kind of those quote nine to five hours versus the 12-hour shifts that you kind of are locked into at the hospital. Um, So... After that, um, you know, I, I, I quickly realized that that was not a place for me. Um, you know, sacrificing, making less money, working for the better hours and I didn't love it. And so next I thought I needed to go back to school and we kind of (laughs) really chatted about this, um, prior when I was interviewing you, but like, I thought that, I needed to go back to school I had my um bachelor's degree. I was an r n but the world told me I needed to go back and further my education and so even though I didn't really want to, um the world was telling me that that was my next thing that I needed to do that I needed to pursue that so mind you, when I went to nursing school prior, Gary, you have some friends that you know that are in nursing school or going through it, it's consuming. Um, you know, it, it really is. It, it, it takes up so much of your time. And I did that when I was single, was not married, did not have any kids. And so here I was going, thinking I was going to go back to school. Um, now, you know, married, have two children working has, you know, have a husband that travels for work. I was going to go back to school online and, I just, I got into it and started taking classes online. None of which I'm going to tell you guys were focused on the clinical side of nursing. I was taking English and writing papers. Yuck. I was taking history classes. That sucked. <laughs> it was harder than ever because now I have all these other responsibilities, which mm-hmm. I didn't have when I initially went to school. So long story short. I stopped pursuing furthering my education because I realized it was just too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, you know, I was not only furthering our debt by pursuing this education that I really didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I, I mean, I had this epiphany. I was like, I envisioned myself where I was going to be with this master's degree that I was pursuing. I was going to be in hospital administration or some kind of nursing administration position Mm -hmm. behind a desk. Mm -hmm. in dress clothes. And I wanted to barf. (laughs) So from there, um, just I ventured into the online space from that place. I was like, okay, now what? Right. Um, So I actually ventured into network marketing and naively enough, I, I didn't even know what network marketing was. I just knew that I was attracted to the opportunity Mm -hmm. to be able to work from home, to be a stay at home mom, to be present with my kids and to be able to work around their schedules. That's what I was attracted to. And so some of you listening, um, you know, whether you are familiar with network marketing or you're not, um, I really feel like it was a good place to get so much experience in the online world. Mm -hmm. Like a gateway. um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And so it naturally prepared me for this role of being an entrepreneur. So, um, I know there's a negative connotation around it a lot of the times, but for me personally, it taught me so much. Like I literally learned so much from that space. So from there, um, I've now stepped into coaching I serve nurses through my podcast called the passive income nurse. And I really helped and just thrive on helping nurses and providing them with passive income solutions so they too can take control of their schedule so that's kind of my journey in a nutshell that's awesome
0: (laughs) and I love it, it gives me more kind of envision of some other careers that I could have uh like I that wasn't really as much a focus when I started this but I think listeners would probably appreciate seeing like unconventional angles of doing it Mm -hmm. except like you cut off like I feel like I want to know like what I know that we need to listen to the podcast but like (laughs) are there like two points you can mention that are passive income that you often suggest to people who have been nurses yeah absolutely so when it comes to
1: You know, being a nurse, we have an amazing skill set. We've invested a lot of time, a lot of energy, um, a lot of money, a lot of the times, which you just spoke to my listeners about how we can kind of go around that and prevent the debt that comes from the school part of it. Um, But as nurses, we have so much knowledge and so much of what we do is education Mm -hmm. and our healthcare system. Is really lacking that education piece um, because you know doctors are you know they're kind of under these constraints. They've got to see so many patients throughout the day, which kind of falls on nurses. Like you're moving patients in and out, and you don't really have that one-on-one education time for nurses. So, when it comes to creating a passive stream of income, you can really look at that and leverage that to your advantage. If, you know, being in the medical field or any listener that has any degree, um, really being able to step into a space where you are a coach, you're offering accountability, um, whether that's starting a podcast, really being able to create that community of listeners that you can then serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may not always start out. And I love, and I like to preface it like passive income with this because. A lot of the times passive income does not start out as passive income. Mm -hmm. A lot of times you have to invest on the front end. And so when I, when I talk about investing on the front end, um, I'm talking like that one on one, like you're still trading that time for money. So that can look like coaching, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, you and I both do. So we're still trading that time for money, but in the future, what that can look like as you walk your, you know, the, the clients that you work with through a process then you're able to do what you are currently working on, which is turning that into a course. And mm-hmm. so you've walked these clients through how to do a certain thing, which everybody listening right now, you're listening to the Money and Mental piece. Kara talks to you about how to go to college debt-free. So as she's coaching people through this, which she's trading that time for money, then she's able to passively create a framework that people can go through inside of a course that now allows her that passive income. So that's Mm -hmm. one option, which we are both very familiar with. (laughs) And then another option would be to, so that could look like coaching and then, you know, a course, um, or even a podcast. So, you know, that kind of, they all go hand in hand as we know, um, we learn from the best, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then another option could be network marketing or some kind of direct sales. And you know, again, a lot of people get a negative connotation around this. But really, if you come from a place of wanting to help others and wanting to be able to have a extra stream of income. And it could look like a hundred extra bucks a month, really like that's gas great. prices. If you're paying for gas in your car, that's a win. Right. And so just I think being open-minded to that kind of route, and again, it's not for everybody. I get it. It's definitely not a space you know that everybody may want to step into, but it is an option. And if you're looking to supplement your income, um, it could be a great opportunity for, um, for you to be able just to add in some extra income. I mean, I know a lot of college students are kind of on this tight budget anyways, because You know, they're investing in going to school, and a lot of their time and energy is there. So it could be something that you could kind of work into your schedule where you're not, you know, traditionally necessarily having to trade that time for money Mm -hmm. and really, you know, kind of be able to um,
0: benefit from the passive side of it. So that
1: would kind of just be my two
0: options right off the bat. I love it. I love it. And that ties in to our next question because the Mm -hmm. concept is, you know, did you waste? your degree and this t- stuff that you learned, cause then you went into entrepreneurship or you said it could tie together. So like mm-hmm. some people could say, I can't believe you went to school to be a nurse and you work so hard. And now, now, you know, you're doing something else, which mm-hmm. as you explained, you're not entirely doing something else. Like, how would you mm-hmm. respond to that?
1: Yeah. So I truly believe that, um, you know, being a nurse was always in God's plans for me. Um, becoming a nurse, surviving nursing school, uh, starting out as a new nurse in the ER, all of those experiences, um, you know, to falling in love with the chaos of it, to spending the majority of my career there, like everything in that, um, has always been a part of God's plan. And it's always, it's a piece of the story and it's a part of my journey, but it doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. And so, In the past, uh being a nurse was where I found my identity. And I really had to work through this. And when, you know, I mean, when someone asked me what I did, um, even after, you know, stepping into being an entrepreneur, with pride, I would always say, I'm a nurse. Like that was that defined me. Mm -hmm. And that's a
0: good it's a good career, you know, it's solid. And
1: you know, you invest a lot of time, energy um, money in a lot of cases into your degree. And so, you know, whereas it's not a bad thing to be proud, I think of your career because you have invested a lot into it. Um, but I don't, I I think it's a good point to make that you should not define yourself by that because, you know, when you find your identity in your career, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure in my opinion. So, I didn't even realize like I was doing this, and I think a lot of people don't realize um you know that they they kind of find their identity in their in their career, but I was placing my worth in being a nurse, and mm-hmm. so I think a lot of us fall victim to this because we do find our identities in our careers, and we strive right, and we we're overachievers and we do all the things, and we make plans for the way that we want want our life to go right? Like I mentioned this at the beginning, like in the advice, like we kind of have this envision, like we envision our life going a certain way and we give ourselves timelines and we feel like failures if things don't go or pan out the way that we planned it. And so it's taken a lot of like surrendering um, to get to where I am today and ultimately realizing that my identity is in Christ and and it's in who he says I am. And it's not in what my degree says I am. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been a huge piece of just my spiritual journey. Um, You've heard kind of my, my journey from being a nurse to being an entrepreneur, but there's a spiritual layer of that as well that I've kind of had to um, release and surrender and really know that my worth is in him and not, you know, not what the world says I am. And so that's, um, that's a big piece of it. And I think it's just an ongoing, um journey as you know as you will find with everything in life it's just it's just a journey and you're really just in a season um you know that through through hard seasons whether you're a college student listening and you're in that hard season of you know staying up late and studying and having the full load of classes and you're feeling like you're never going to get out of school and is this ever going to end and you know all the things that are so heavy right now that it's just a season and that they're they're going to be heavy seasons and then there are going to be seasons that are you know that are more smooth and so that's with life and that's with anything um but yeah I think that um just not letting the letters behind your name define you and you know n- It's just, you have to really realize that there's so much peace in letting go of your plan um, and letting go of your expectations, your timeline to maybe, maybe you have to like stop striving to please your parents and, you know, trying to become what they want you to be, you know, and always just believing and trusting and having that faith in God's plan in that. You know, he is his plans are always better than ours, right? Like, we can make all the plans in the world, our parents can have these big plans for us, but really just surrendering that and believing and trusting and having that faith. Um, and knowing that every step that you take in obedience, it's going to bring you closer to alignment with God's plan for your life. And so, even though you know, from the outside looking in, someone can say, Oh my gosh, you went to nursing school and now you're not a nurse, you don't even use your degree like I'm okay with that. I know that being a nurse was always a part of the plan for me. And, you know, as I have transitioned into being a full-time entrepreneur, like I, I know that, you know, this is the plan and that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so that's really kind of in a, (laughs) <laughs> in a long since how I answered the question of, you know, do, awesome. do I feel like I've wasted my grief? And no, it's, I, I don't feel like I've wasted my grief in any sense. I mean, I'm, I'm still, um, you know, I'm still in the realm of helping nurses and really being able to surround
0: myself. You had to be a it. nurse first to talk to nurses. like Exactly. Yep. Yep. For sure. And that's awesome because you're talking about heavy seasons too. And I would suggest people to be like, well, if I'm talking to college students, like think back to like some stressful situation in high school or stressful in middle school, and you thought it would never be done. And look, it's five mm-hmm. years later, like yep. stuff will get through. And I I didn't know what I was studying, whatever. And it just eventually led to this. And I will say from being homeschooled part of my life and figuring out college kind of unconventionally um yep. to now. Now I know how to work from home because I learned at that phase of life. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you learn, you learned it, and through that, it's transitioned nicely. It sets you up for success to to be able to have that experience from from that place to really sure. being able to be disciplined enough to be able to work from home.
0: Exactly. And now I know we're slow getting towards running out of time. So I kind of want to give you free reign for the last two questions together, how you want to talk about them with finances. I would love you to mention your tiny house situation because I feel like yeah. a lot of people are like, that is goals right there. But also <laughs> it's it's advice when it comes to budgeting and saving You know, for college students and, and financially people that are in their 20s right now. What do you wish? You know, you would have done. I think all of that could tie together to whatever you want to tell me about financial advice in this scenario.
1: Yeah. So, you guys, when it comes to budgeting and saving, um, you know, I know a lot of you are on a tight income. You know, maybe you are working, maybe you're not working, maybe your parents are, you know, helping you and your income is really tight right now. So the first advice I could offer you, and I'm coming from a place of just starting a budget just a little over a year ago. And like I mentioned, I will be 40 this year. So I think the earlier that you can start, the better. Um, And don't like willy-nilly this, okay? So like, I know your money is like, you need to know where your money is going every month. Um, Kara mentioned that we are tiny living, and this is part of our debt-free journey. Um, I started our budget, I went through Financial Peace University, and started our budget last February. So just, you know, I mean, a little over a year into it. We, this, this situation that we're in now, we, we live in our camper, um, you know, in this tiny space, this was always a part of the plan even before I had my budget in place. Um, but I kept telling myself when we move, you know, we have some property when we move down to the property, when we start this journey, then I will start budgeting. So it was, if then Mm -hmm. that was a terrible mindset to have. Because, you know, looking back, several things happened. We were supposed to, just to put it this way, if you're listening to this podcast when it airs, it's in 2022. We bought our property at the very beginning of 2020 before the world shut down. And I started packing boxes in preparation for us to move during the pandemic. And so we didn't move until two years later. Um, So I really feel like during that time, um, again, I'm going back to my timeline, not God's. God was preparing me to put me in a position where we are financially and having everything organized before we moved down here. And so during that time, you know, we had several things happen that hindered our process of moving down here. It took two years. And so during that, I was able to create a budget I was able to get our finances organized. I was able to pay mm-hmm. off debt. Last year, we paid off almost twenty three thousand dollars in debt.
0: Wow! Um, Praise we, God and His
1: timing. Yeah, so it's crazy. Um, so just really trust His timing, you guys. Like, it, it, it's just—I mean, if I—if you hear anything today, just trust His timing because it's His plan is always better. Um, so anyway, we're here. We're living. You know, we're living here. We have been able to obviously. Um, rid our um, expense of our rent. I mean, we were paying almost $2,000 in rent. So now we're able to really cash flow that into some projects and stuff. But nonetheless, we have a budget. And so, really being organized and having a game plan to pay off our debt and really to cash flow everything. And so, we're not, you know, we're intentionally not using credit cards and we are just hammering away at our debt. And so, if I can offer any advice, this is just create a budget. I know you don't want to do it. You feel like you don't have any money. You don't need a budget. Just do it, okay? Just start
0: because if you don't have any money, then your budget's even easier.
1: It's not complicated. (laughs) Yes, it's not complicated. Just do it. Um, You know, you're gonna have such an advantage over. You know, when you get out of college and you start your career, and when you get married. going to have such an advantage. So simply just don't complicate it. Keep it simple. Give yourself the freedom to spend. You know, you have the essentials that you have to take care of, which is your food, your house, your transportation, maybe you're living in a dorm, whatever that might look like, but give yourself the freedom. Maybe you have a shopping budget or, um, you know, some kind of spending budget, but just keep it fun. It doesn't have to be boring. Um, So that would be just some advice I would offer you right off the bat. And then another one would be to um, incorporate saving into your budget. And literally this could be a dollar a day. All right. So I, I want all of you listening. If you have not read, maybe you're not a reader. I always told myself I was not a reader. I don't read books until, you know, I mean, even a couple of years ago, but now I'm, I'm obsessed and I read books all the time. Um, and you're in college and you're thinking oh my gosh don't tell me i got to get another book but seriously this book will change your life it's called the latte factor okay the latte factor go to amazon right now pause this episode pull up your amazon app i know you got I'm going to go phone. find it while you're Open telling up me
0: all your- this stuff <laughs> yes
1: the latte factor it's a very short very easy read and you are going to find it so relatable it's a young girl she's in her 20s it's a story She's fresh out of college. She started her first job. Every college student needs to read this book because it will make you a millionaire. You're probably saying, what's the catch? <laughs> there is no catch. Read the book, make yourself a millionaire. Okay, that's all I'm going to say about it. Go to Amazon, order it, read it.
0: And you'll hey, be a millionaire. A, that's a good it. advertisement for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. if you... If you do what that book says, and it goes right in line with your podcast, Kara, like your listeners are going to get so much value from this book. And like I said, super easy read. It's not in depth. It's literally a story about this girl who starting her career, and as you can assume, the latte she's spending money on these lattes every day. And so he basically walks you through how to take that money that you're spending on your latte, and really be able to invest that, and really um, he explains the power of compound interest. And so I'm not going to dive into that anymore, but just go read the book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just to kind of wrap things up here, you guys, I'm going to be 40 this year in my twenties. If there was something that I could have done sooner or implemented, um, it would have been to invest, to start investing young, um, I never learned about investing. I'm just learning. I'm self-teaching. I'm self-taught when it comes to investing. It was literally a foreign language to me. I had no idea the power of compound interest and the benefit of starting early. Listen to me. You can make yourself a millionaire.
0: All I knew. Your kids are going to be set. Brian. Yeah,
1: all I knew was that I was supposed to have a 401k. That's all I knew. When I started my big girl job, I had no idea why or how it worked. I just knew that that's what I was supposed to do. Um, So start investing now, no matter how small, whether it's a dollar a day, you are young enough to have the advantage of time on your side. So like I said, you can literally make yourself a millionaire, start investing, go get the book, The Latte Factor it would change your life. It's going to change your future. It's going to change the future of your family, um, your future family. Okay. So that's really what I have to offer at the end.
0: That's Mm -hmm. great. I got another uh, book read for this and, um, we didn't talk about this previously and I haven't talked much on the podcast on it, but I'm sure I will at some point graduating debt-free, I was able to start investing at 25 Mm -hmm. and, but it's Roth IRA because I was self-employed and, you know, we can talk on that. Another time for anyone who's yes. listening interested, but like that was a goal. Like if I could be debt free, I could start a business and start investing right after college. And so many people don't learn about that till twenty years or whatever after. So yes. I appreciate you throwing that out there. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: And that's um idea for future episodes for you too. Like mm-hmm. About investing because I think it really sets you up for success in the future. Like if you're, if your goal is to graduate college debt-free, you're already in that mindset Mm -hmm. of, you know, getting your, your head wrapped around your financial situation and your financial future. Mm -hmm. And that's part of it. Like literally you can make yourself a millionaire. And if I knew that, if I knew that in my twenties, I would have been motivated Mm -hmm. to do it. You know what I mean? And like now I'm motivated, but like I missed out on 20 years of that. Like it could have been amazing if I would have started it in my twenties. So if you're listening, I know you're in the 20 twenties range, do it, read it. Thank me later. (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I'm probably gonna need to read that and then uh we well, maybe we'll have little story times on the podcast. I should I should read parts of it. Okay, you gave me a yes. bunch of ideas. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. Everyone, um go check out uh the Passive Income Nurse podcast. Did you want to say mention anything else about them finding you or your podcast? And we can get going? um
1: I am you can find me wherever you listen to your podcast. Um I'm also on Instagram, it's the Passive Income Nurse. If you want to come over there and follow me and hang out that would be awesome. And yeah, if you have any questions, you guys, like if you are considering being a nurse, um, anything related to nursing, reach out to me. Um, DM me over on Instagram. I am an open book. I will be more than happy to chat with you and answer any questions you have about the career or, you know, any hesitations that you have. Um, Yeah, just feel free to reach out to me.
0: That's awesome. You guys just got a resource of like, (laughs) not really someone to shadow, but like questions. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Everyone, Brianne's super popular. She has another interview soon. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, we need to get going, but everyone, thank you and thank you, Brianne, for coming on. And hey, maybe we'll have some connection point again in the future. Absolutely. I'm excited. Thank you so much, Kara. I was uh,
1: glad I got to speak to your audience today. Thank Mm -hmm. you.
0: Hey now, it's Kara from the future, looking back and editing this episode. I would love to hear from you, what career or major are you looking into that tends to be kind of a traditional career, but you want to and plan to use it for something more unique? Maybe entrepreneurial, maybe with time freedom, location freedom, etc., Let's Let's go go and encourage one one another in the comments in the Facebook Facebook group. Go and join the Christian College Girl community on Facebook. Facebook. That is Christian College Girl Dash Scholarships and Graduate Debt Free. Thanks, guys. Hey, girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories and tag me?